Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This is Netflix's 211th film from 2020. It's the Hindi drama Yeah Ballet, directed by Suni Taraparala. It stars Julian Sands, Achinta Bass, and Manish Chahan. I'm Jesse, and I'm with MJ. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. I, uh, I'm excited to talk about this one to see where where our thoughts are lying. Um, it's always good to do an international one together. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Where's it going to go? I have no idea. No idea what you're uh, what you're going to say about this one. So I'm excited to hear as well. Good. Well, we do start the show with our fast flicks, where we do a quick summary of what the film's all about. What Yeah Ballet about for you? It's it's about a combative ballet teacher who finds himself teaching in Mumbai, where he discovers two potential stars who come from the slums. Yeah, good summary. I'm similar, I've just said it's a rags to riches story of two up and coming dancers who want to break the mold and follow their dreams. That's it. What did you find out about this film? How did it get to Netflix? All right, so the director Suni Taraparavala. Apologies for the pronunciation there. I just kind of kept reading it and going with Better it. Better than me. I think, yeah. <laughs> um, so she put together this short documentary um, about these two boys from India who end up, oh, before I say anything else, I'm going to do a spoiler alert. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is obviously based on a true story and I was about to spoil it a little bit. Um, this, uh, We're going to ruin this film. We're going to spoil it. So if you want to watch it or you haven't watched it and you don't want a spoiler alert, then, then turn it off, have a watch and then come back and have a listen. So, she put together this short documentary about these two boys from India who ended up gaining a full scholarship at a ballet school in Oregon in the USA. Um, she made that short docker, I think it's 15 minutes long, made that in 2017. And this film here that we're talking about is the somewhat fictionalized version of that story. Um, I have to say, I didn't see that this was based on a true story or inspired by a true story until the end of the film when it popped up on screen. Is that, the case for you as well? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I had a little bit of just in putting the ideas together last week uh, about it that I knew it was, yeah, based on a, a true story. So, but yeah, I didn't have any context around the story though. I wasn't wonder. I was wondering whether I missed something at the start because I'm watching this movie thinking like, this is probably based on a true story, right? There's, there's probably some truth to this. It's not extravagant. It's not ridiculous. Like, oh, I can imagine this being a true story else probably doesn't get made. But I'm like, I haven't seen anything. And then it finishes and it's like, this was inspired by true events. And I was like, oh, why didn't you tell me that at the start? <laughs> that context would have been nice. Um, anyway, one of, the, one of the boys who is central to this real life story is named Manesh Chahan. He actually plays the character of himself in this film. So the character named Nishu um, was played by the guy who was actually inspired by it, which is super cool. Um, and you totally understand that when there is you know, a, a high level of of dancing involved in it you kind of need someone who can actually do it without faking it so i was thinking yeah. that as well when i was wondering I'm like these guys must be like proper dancers. dancers yeah yeah so um it was it was released on netflix worldwide on february 21 2020 it was the first indian film on the platform that was actually recommended by reed hastings ceo of netflix mm-hmm. came out one week in his in his weekly recommendations and said yeah go watch yeah ballet it's great um and and that's all I've really got. Yeah, I don't have anything much further. I, I did go and watch the short documentary from 2017, which it was based on. Because like, I, so I, I to, yeah, I, it was so cool. Like, 
that VR sort of um, 360 degrees. I had a ball playing around. It took like, me 10 minutes to realise that. Oh, really? I, I, I was, was watching great. it. I'm like, there's so much stuff that's cut off the screen. I'm like, what's going on here? And then I was like, I must have scrolled my mouse and it zoomed in and out. And I was like, oh, you can zoom. I'm like, hang on. And I'm scrolling. I'm like, oh, it's 360. Yeah, it almost deserves like rewatches to like get the whole picture of what was going on. I, I felt For immersed because sure, yeah. I was like, especially when they were dancing, I was continually scanning to see what was going on and changing between the characters. Um, Cool, cool little um idea of a short film. Um, and I just say, I reckon the, the actual, the film makes that dance studio look a lot nicer than it was in real life. That's for sure. Um, that <laughs> dance studio was pretty ordinary. <laughs> uh, yeah. So translations across the world. So obviously English language, it's called Yeah Ballet. In Portuguese, it's called The Big Step, which I don't mind. I don't mind at all. There's a, I don't mind any of these really. In Romanian, it was mm-hmm. The Ballerinas of Mumbai. Um, and oh, yeah. I, I like the Chinese title. A um, bit of alliteration. We've got the Bombay Ballet Boys, which is a uh, pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. So some cool titles uh, around the world for this one. So I'm pretty sure Yeah Ballet translate to translates to the ballet. The ballet. Um, that's so it's actually like the ballet. Um, ballet obviously is the same in in both English and Hindi. So yeah, cool. Um, consensus time. What what were the critics and audiences saying? <sighs> I've looked at IMDb and Letterboxd as I always do. Um, not a heap of ratings here. So it's um, probably hard to get a really strong idea of what it was, but it's really positive. It's a seven and a half out of 10 on IMDb, and that's a 1,400 ratings. 3.4 on Letterboxd, uh, it's out of five, 670 ratings. Um, so not a heap of people have, have rated this, but. I mean, you know, 670 people say it's about three and a half out of five. And, you know, that's, that's still a positive response. Yeah. There's, on Rotten Tomatoes, there are only three reviews from critics, two rotten, one fresh. So no consensus there. But the audience, it sat at 93%. Um, not less than 50 ratings, but 93% from the audience is uh, pretty high. Very high. Uh, what what are your big. early thoughts on this one, I guess? Are, are you thinking it's a good one or, or not so much? I don't think this really worked. Um, I think there was some merit in the boys' story, uh, particularly Nishu's story. I think that resonated with me the most. Most components of this film felt really rushed and glossed over. I, I felt a little bit unfulfilled with the story of Asif and his mates and this sort of life of crime that they had. And there's this potential redemption story with Sol, which kind of we, we touch on but don't go too far into Nishu's got these family politics to deal with. There's even Asis romance with the girl and the whole Hindu versus Muslim saga. Everything was just mentioned on, on a surface level, but they never really got into it. So I never really properly felt, I never really felt close enough to this film because I wasn't sure what direction they were going in. I'm like, oh, okay, so I got to invest in this now. Oh, no, I don't. I got to go invest into this now. So I always felt at arm's length from being close enough to actually getting into it. Yeah, yeah. I- there were moments in this which I really disliked. Um, I think maybe it's some cultural differences in in parts that just didn't click with me. But at the end of the day, like it was a fairly nice narrative and, and I got on board with some of the messages and the journey. So I didn't absolutely hate it, but it wasn't my favourite movie of all time mm. either. Yeah. Um, so you were probably similar to me that you were surprised seeing those ratings. Mm, I guess so, yeah. And but it's a small sample size too of those, those ratings too, yeah. I guess. So, um, yeah, I... This film's really about three people, and I found it really hard to go any further than the three. So, who would you like to start with for characters? 
Well, that's also the problem, right, Jesse, that it's about three people, which is hard enough to tell a story about three people, but then they keep touching on their their families and everybody else in their lives and, and they don't go far enough into it to really get a full picture of it. So you kind of left wanting, but anyway, um, I want to start with Nishu. I mean, what what a guy. Like, <laughs> that smile is, is so cheesy, but I loved it every time he smiled. And then like his whole motto of, um, you know, you treat people good, they'll treat you good kind of thing. But, like what, what a nice, simple way to live your life, no matter how... Um, how low you are on the on the socioeconomic scale um he's just a good dude his story really was the classic work from the bottom to the top story you know just busted his ass every day he took massive risks with his personal life he ended up alienating himself from his family all for the chance to reach this goal and it's noble and it's heartwarming and as likable as he was he was still just a little bit boring <laughs> like, I really yeah, loved him, but he was a bit boring yeah i agree i, I think um and probably with both the boys, I wasn't a massive fan of the love interest that they put into their characters or the, the female um, counterpart. And yeah. I think Nina is, uh, you know, complete opposite of what he was. It was like, we just need to show you the complete opposite of what's going on. And, you know, he's, he's going to hang out with a girl who's rich, got a nice house, got plenty of space, got her own dance studio. And, you know, he's poor and, he's, yeah. um, you know, parents don't support his dream. And dad's a taxi driver working real hard, no money. Um, it was hard to... To go much further than that, because and it's the same almost with the Ziff in a sec, but um, the reality show aspect of it as well, sort of, I don't know. I don't know if that added anything to this character because um, it was just like we, we've got these three judges that are on this this reality show in India, so we've got to get them in for a cameo, so we'll get make sure that we've uh, we've included this in one of the stories, and that didn't really go didn't anywhere for me either. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, that's probably why. All right, as if. Yeah, I always felt like I was missing something in his story. Obviously, we, we kind of start with him. He feels like he's the main protagonist of the film. Um, I guess he, he comes from a, a rough crew, I'm thinking, but maybe not. But that's kind of the, the idea I'm getting. He seemed to have a supportish family, except for his uncle. But then maybe not. Maybe there was a bit more there. Every time he sort of cracked it and walked out, it felt like over the top and unnecessary. Um and I'm still really dissatisfied with his reasoning to all of a sudden throw himself into ballet. Um, I'll get to that later when we talk about the scenes. Um, but I guess the idea is if Nishu is the hard worker, Asif was the the naturally gifted athlete and you, you've got them together to, to juxtapose, despite the fact that they're both from very, yeah. uh, both from the slums, basically, that they've just like, you've got this hard worker versus this guy who's just naturally gifted and, and they can sort of end up on par together. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, yeah, as if it was probably the more rebellious one. Um, but I didn't mind his take on life at times. They sort of showed, you know, he sees people for people and didn't really care about religion and those those types of things. Uh, but yeah, he was he was young, obviously a lot younger and a lot more brash. And he, he needed to, his sort of mini journey is overcoming that idea of nearly just getting by on talent, um, like you said, which is the, the opposite yeah. of the hard worker, um, which leaves us with Mr. Saul. Saul Aaron. <laughs> Um, yeah. not a very patient man not a very nice man <laughs> really. um, but a good example of I think it worked really well to showcase Mumbai and, and how differently they live their lives and that stark reality check that outsiders get when they arrive I, I suppose most people um, in the western world who are watching this movie would um, not resonate with him but put themselves in his shoes and, and realise the stark differences in the way they live compared to how we live um, I think, 
think I anticipated a little bit more of a redemption arc for him, but I was also okay with him not fully getting it. Maybe that would have been a bit too unrealistic in this story because he does change and, and his love and care towards these boys was touching. Um, that reconnection that he attempts with his brother might be all that I needed to see to know he was moved by his experience as much as they were moved by their experience with him. So it, it kind of felt like I was lacking a little bit, but then on reflection, maybe that's kind of all he needed and, and all he deserved. I don't know. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, he's almost the white saviour that we often see sometimes where um, he's coming uh, in to, to, to do his work. Uh, I think, you know, it was interesting that he was um, a Jew himself, so he sort of understood the the wrongs that, that people face, so he could connect on that level with the boys. Um, yeah, but the disappointment of where he was at was obvious, I think. I think they did a good job with him taking the paintings off the walls and, and sitting and reflecting in, in his room by himself at times. And I didn't mind his journey. I thought it was, it was sort of, it was almost full circle in that, um, you know, he, he went from being that rude, obnoxious sort of guy to actually, even if it was very specific, he was only going to work with these two kids properly. That, um, <laughs> you know, he was very, very much um, focusing on them. And even if he had to explicitly state that he doesn't sleep with his students, um, like, yeah. I, just thought, I, just, I just thought that that was uh, ridiculous. But anyway, like, I, I didn't mind it. And I'm in the sense, I'll probably mention it too. I, I liked that, you know, the first comment about namaste and that's his final final word in the in the film as well as namaste so he's sort of yeah. at, at ease with himself um the director true suni suni Parapavala. what a bit of writing um i think this was this and one other feature in 2008 called little Zhao or zizel and that's it i uh i actually i found it i pulled her mini bio on imdb i'm just going to read it like oh, directly off the page because i found it interesting so born in 1957 in bombay but educated in the USA in film and photography at New York University, one of India's preeminent scenarists and also has worked as a freelance still photographer. So one of her works is a coffee table book on the Zoroastrian Parsi people of her country, uh, about whom she also directed that film that you just spoke about, which was a family comedy, Little Zizal. So um, more... more more to her than just than just film which is kind of interesting and um obviously she she did this short doco as well before jumping into the feature cool cool context um same time let's talk about some scenes what is what did you like in this yeah there's there wasn't too much that really stood out in this film from a perspective of like man that was just such a keeper that scene but i think I did like the scene where Nishu was was dancing in the hospital. I think it really just summed him up as he was reluctant to do it because of, you know, the way he knows that his his parents don't want him to showcase it, but with his dad mainly. But he did it because he was asked basically and he and he you know, that smile that he had and I don't know, it was really warm and obviously it ended in that in that um reflection with his dad where his dad basically just changed his tune and said, Do whatever you want. I kind of wish the dad was more apologetic about it. He was kind of like, ah, bugger it, I'm on board. It's like, oh, geez, you really caused a golf in this family before you just changed your mind. But, you know, that idea of him saying do whatever you want, I mean, it's a massive thing that we see often in, in, in Indian films is going against your parents is super taboo. And, and parents are obviously very clear on you taking this really straight, normal, um, easy, not easy path, but hardworking path to a profession that's nice and easy and clear. And this happens again. So it was... Always nice to see that. Um, the only other thing that I would point out that I liked in this film was that 
in the final dance scene that they had at the academy dance thing, I thought it was really nice how they focused on the faces of their families during that scene because we're watching this with the context of they need to impress the the US Consulate General to try and make sure they can get this visa. And so you're kind of like, oh, did they enjoy it? Are they enjoying it? What's going to happen here? But all they really focused on was their family's faces. They hadn't really seen them in action. They didn't know how good they actually were. And I thought that was really special that despite the fact that this whole movie is about them getting to this goal of, of joining a dance academy in America, it was more just like, but how proud is their family of them? Because they were pretty skeptical of them doing this in the first place. And I thought that was pretty powerful. Nice. Uh, I got a few. I, I thought the opening shot was great. The, just the, the drone shot of the big, beautiful city and then in contrast with the slums and how it came down into where they were. I thought that was a really good setup of, of what we we're going to see. Uh, I liked Mr. Saul's arrival when he, when he arrived. Uh, just, I just thought he was funny. He, he brought a bit of uh, humour to what had been pretty pretty you know boring so far for me anyway like just the the driver he's so angry yeah he's, the, the so angry. Namaste. he's like f your namaste and then, and then like <laughs> when he goes to his room he's like f off um and then like you know when he's walking through the doorway and the doorway's so small he just bangs his head i just, I just thought he yeah that would a hurt. few humorous moments moments to start off with um and it's, especially his first class like that kid playing the music with the feedback just stops it up i was like oh this is a disaster um, i thought it was, it was quite funny uh the, I liked the. Uh, I don't. I couldn't find. Any, I didn't say his name. The the Fatso kid that they kept calling Fatso when when he passed away. I, I liked Aziz's reactions to that and the remorse for for you know the idea of breaking his arm. The the nightmares of him being buried alive and then him like sitting there on the pipes with him and he's sort of slowly disappearing. I thought that was that was well done um, for his little moment, I guess, of of um, down being down and out. So I, I didn't mind that. Um, I didn't. I know you liked the dancing in the hospital that that scene. Um, I didn't really like the dancing in the hospital, but I liked the reconciliation between the dad at the end. <laughs> I, I liked that. Yeah, I, that was a nice moment. Um, and then finally, the the other moment I liked was the other dad with the Ziff's dad, where he stands up to his uncle and says, "You know, let my son chase his dreams." I liked the two dad moments there. They were nice. That was so set up, right? That was always yeah, going to yeah, happen because the dad seemed like super supportive the whole time. Yes. All right. Anything you didn't like in this? There's a little bit. Um, I mentioned this when I was talking about Asif. Obviously, he had that moment where his mate um, got killed and he all of a sudden just like flicks a switch. I, I, I know it's the idea that I can't keep living like this life of petty crime to pay for myself and maybe this is my ticket. I just didn't feel it. I, I just didn't really think that there was a direct correlation into him just getting completely stuck into ballet. Because I don't think at that point in time it was really clear that that was such a strong pathway for him as a ticket out of there. So that that one didn't really work for me, and it's annoying because it's such a catalyst to the film. Um, and and that is really combined. And this is another thing that just did not work. How these two just like hated each other for just like a nothing little moment when they first met. I know that Asif had seen him on TV, and he sort of has a dig at Nishu, and Nishu's kind of like, "Hey, what the hell, man?" And all of a sudden they just hate each other. And if that was really hard for me to accept, it was even worse when they just started like loving each other. And they were just like the best of mates because one night they're laying in bed and as if it's just like, hey, sorry. And then Nishi's like, yeah, whatever. But all of a sudden they're best mates after that. Like it just, it felt like we were missing way too much of this. To, to And you know what? Do we even need them to hate each other at the start? Do you even need that reconciliation yeah, for this story not. to work? Because 
get the feeling in real life they probably didn't yeah yeah exactly there's there's enough going on without it um (laughs) there was a particular scene when nishu goes to saul's house i think it was when he helped out when saul was losing his mind and smashing that guy up and nishu's like hey by the way i want to be a ballet dancer and saul goes you and a million others, my friend. And then the scene just ended. <laughs> it just felt like a really weird place. Wait, and there's a bit of that going on. Yeah. Um, I thought it was weird at the Diwali celebrations that Saul actually like could not dance at all, considering I know ballet is a little bit different, yeah. but he danced like, like as bad as you could dance. And it was like deliberate. Like they tried to make him stand out. It's like, look at this white guy who can't okay. dance. Like, oh, by the way, he's like this incredible so ballet dancer. <laughs> Um, and then that's about it. And the other thing was, I was surprised that it didn't say inspired by a true story at the start as opposed to the end. But um, yeah, those, those things sort of tell a story of the things that didn't work for this film in general as well. Fair. Yeah, I got a couple of things too. I think that that Jump India TV show segment that I'd mentioned before, I thought that was laughable. I thought the whole idea of Nishu getting that golden destiny hat and celebrating, I was literally going, you came third. What are you celebrating? Um, absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> All right, so I guess uh, in follow-up with my Mr. Saul sort of things, I, I I thought it was funny when he tripped over the kid's feet and knocked himself out, but I really thought that looking for the kid's feet was really lame and weird. I just thought that was... <laughs> that was a Cinderella like, kind of thing. Yeah, I reckon Tarantino probably loved this film. Um, the, <laughs> the two Bollywood-style <laughs> dance songs. Uh, good dancing, but... These were the only real moments between Azif and Asha. And like I said before, the whole story didn't really work for me anyway. And like some of the lyrics, like one of the lines of the lyrics was like, um, you want an omelette, my queen. <laughs> I, was, I, was like, I was like, oh man, oh man. <laughs> Horrible. Um, Nisha dancing at Nina's house, like in their, her basement studio, whatever it was. He had some of the tightest jocks on I've ever seen. I felt pain. Oh, yeah. I, I can't, I, I felt, I was feeling pain. I'm like, oh. How's he doing that? Um, he rolled around in some pretty tight underwear and whatever, bike shorts or whatever. <laughs> it was the whole time. He was just shirtless jocks. That was kind of his thing. <laughs> it really disturbed me. Um, <laughs> and, um, as if talking, we don't know her name's Asha yet, but when he's talking to her, trying to find out her name. And I think literally in the dialogue, uh, he, like us, do you have a BF? Instead of like saying boyfriend, it was like BF. And I was just like, ah. Oh, this isn't that type of film, I didn't think. I didn't think it was like trying to aim at the young teens. Um, <laughs> while I liked, um, I mentioned before, I liked Azif's down and out moment with his his um, overweight friend. I thought Nishu's one um, with listening to Nina's parents bag or put, put him down for his poorness and him going off and burning his energy with her voiceover in the background. That was really poor. Didn't like that, that at all. Yeah. Um, Very forced. Yes. Mr. Saul's reading of his emails. I couldn't read or see what he was actually looking at. So that really frustrated me the whole way through. I was like, what are you actually reading? Um, he did have one email. He had yeah. email from the one person, like yeah. 50 of them, from one over, person. Yeah. Um, no one else emails him. <laughs> the one last thing, that whole idea of the US Council General being at that final dance to help with the visas, I just thought that was way too convenient and a little bit, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that was a part of the real story. Um, so no, I don't think it was either. I just think to add that in sort of sort of uh, leaves a bit of a sour taste in my mouth because it was just too convenient. 
Well, they, right. they, they tried the whole, like, hey, my dad's a lawyer. He can help you. Yeah. He's like, hey, I can't, I can't really help you. And then at least he still kind of could help by bringing help. the counselor general. Like, he, he wanted to help. He just yeah. was up against Fair. it. All right. Themes, ideas. What do you take away from it? There's a lot going on here. Um, and that's probably what makes the film, you know, enjoyable to some extent because it does highlight how much harder it is for a low socioeconomic family or underprivileged people in general to, to make it, to get out of that life. Um, the only reason that these guys actually had a glimpse of achieving any success was because Saul was such an arsehole that he got booted out of every other country that he went to and he ended up, he ended up in Mumbai. But at least he's got, you know, he's got some talent and expertise in coaching and also, I guess, some contacts that he could help out. Otherwise, you know, no matter how good these kids are, they, they just don't really have a pathway. Um, and that comes through pretty clear. Um, that ability to fight and achieve a goal, we've seen that in a thousand films before, but that hard work, that sacrifice, very apparent in this movie as well. It does combine with the idea of finding your muse and, and focusing your energy on the right venture, probably more so in Asif's story. He, he, he really did just do this mental shift to what he wanted to focus on and, and that's kind of what got him out of his funk. Um, and I think with basically every Indian film that we've, we've covered on this is the idea of family and the importance of making everyone in your family feel heard. And I, I think it's one of those things with India as a culture that it hasn't necessarily been a case where the kids kids being an operative term even when they're adults but you, you don't ever really go against your parents what your parents say is gospel and i feel like we're seeing so much more in, in modern films that these kids are having their own say and the parents are coming to accept it which is uh which is really nice good i like all of that it's all good i'm, I'm probably going to say the same thing maybe in just different words because i feel like we watched the same movie but <laughs> you do it well the, no i don't know we'll see the like it was like i mentioned with that opening shot the idea of prosperity and poverty all in that one place at the same time. So escaping the slums, the issues with trying to get the visas, following your dreams when you have nothing. And I guess that hope too that you can be successful even if you you don't have what everyone else around you might seem to have. Um, but that, that's also leading to that idea with a ZIF in particular, that, that idea of discipline too. Um, can't just get by on talent. You've got to, if you want to follow your dreams, you've got to commit to something too. And, and, and that leads into that idea of dance with this as well, especially ballet, like ballet, from what I can gather, it's, it's frowned upon by Indian society. Like the, the boys copped a fair bit of criticism from the people in, in their families, their friends, like, you know, it's, and I think based on what I know, ballet is a, a bit of an elitist sort of dance. It's not something that you just pick up and, uh, mm. you know, I'm going to go do ballet out in the yard with my friends. Yeah. It's, it's sort of, a, and at the same time, it's, a, it's, so that's in a stark contrast to where these boys have come from. Um, I think there was like even a line in the film. It was like dance is a rich person's indulgence. Um, I know. So that's a quote from the real life Nishu. Um, so dance for these guys, it's an escape. It's an escape, which is sort of comes back to that whole idea of, you know, some Bob millionaire type film um, as well mm -hmm. with, with that escapism. Um, and finally, uh, religion too. I, I can't not touch on the idea of religion in this because obviously they've got that idea of as if being beaten up for dancing with a Hindu girl and, we see Nishu doing his daily prayers whenever they walk in and out of the house too. So it's obviously a big part of society and culture for them as well, which is highlighted nicely throughout. When they had that big fight, I was like, oh, this movie is just going to completely change tact. But then yeah. it didn't. It was mm. just like, hey, by the way, this is happening and let's get back to original programming. Which I just thought that was so strange. Such a strange yeah. decision to put in there. It's almost like if you have that, like because they made a big deal out of the fight. So 
for sure. It's a, it's a good idea to have, but maybe have it more underlying rather than just having some big event that sort of blows it out of proportion. Um, yeah, good call. What did you take away from this film? I think I, the film itself probably didn't really stick with me as much as the idea around the the struggle of some of these people and probably helped me appreciate it on a new level. Um, you know, that the talent and the hard work exists with absolutely no opportunity. And that's why people keep going through the same cycles of being a taxi driver, studying this, studying that, because this is what they know and that's what they can do and that's where they've got a ticket to. So, you know, this bloke, Nishu, was on a TV dancing show. Like, in Australia, if you're on a, on a reality show of some sort, you've A, got a ton of talent, and B, it's probably going to open a fair few pathways for you. Um, but for him, he just had all this talent and it just led him absolutely nowhere. He literally like filmed the show and then just rolled back to the slums that day and that was it. It was kind of all over, which is um, which is really sad. But he did have that hat. He got the hat. That's cool. He had the hat. That was, I think it was $2.50 from the latest Dimmy's, Dimmy's store around the corner. <laughs> they didn't even <laughs> give him a good hat. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess this sort of ties in a little bit with the idea that of, of where both these boys are in society. But I, I, did, I like the idea that neither of them really had to hit rock bottom, which we often see in these types of films. Like, True. Um, like they both had the issues, like as if with his friend and, and the guilt and then an issue with his sister and her illness. Um, but they, these challenges felt realistic. Like it wasn't like we're giving them something that's over dramatic to, to show you how down and out they are. They were like these challenges they faced, they overcame them, they moved forward. So I, I liked that idea because realistically these guys are sort of down and out already you don't need to push them any further down than where they are um based on on where they are in society well nisha did get booted out of his family that was pretty that's pretty rock bottom but but the the nice thing about it was like as soon as he did it he was like all right well i've got a plan i'm i'm gonna stick this plan and he just went straight went to work with it so it it wasn't kind of like he had five or ten minutes of the film where he was just moping around he was like cool family's like you're out all right i'm out but that means me i'm even more focused on this goal good um did you go into imdb to look anyone up you bet your ass i did and this was a really good one you know what i didn't even need to go on imdb i knew this Ooh. guy straight away good who so the dance academy owner main yep. guy was jim saab from house arrest the guy who oh. looks like sasha baron cohen <laughs> wow good one so, I'm not, didn't oh mate, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, that's him. <laughs> he was remember the arsehole in house arrest? Like he was yeah. just like a real bad mate. Yeah. yeah. It was him. I straight away I knew it. I'm like, that's the guy. Good. The house arrest being a Netflix original that we have covered on this show too, for those that are like what Correct. The house arrest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but a good pickup. No, didn't recognize I still wouldn't have recognized him. So good, good, good effort. Um he still looks Saul. like Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. I need to go back and check it. Um I looked up Mr. Saul played by uh, Julian Sands because I, for me, I was like, ah, oh, and it's a complete miss. The didn't recognize him for anything. I thought it might've been, he looked like the old guy from game of Thrones, like the red wedding dude, the old dad. Oh <laughs> the, yeah. I was like, oh, that's yeah, him. What's that no, it wasn't. yeah. Yeah. It wasn't him. So anyway, bomb for me. Yeah. Bomb that guy's down. super old. Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe he had some prosthetics on or something. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, all right. Any questions though. you want to ask? Yeah. Thanks. I'll take that. Pat on the back. Good try. <laughs> no questions from me that I haven't sort of already asked. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of the same, I guess. I, I just sort of maybe wanted to see if there was some expectation that one, like you'd have more difference between the two boys, like one with a bit more money than the other, rather than both being from the same sort of background. But 
I guess it's based on a true story. So you've got to got to go with what's real. They tried as hard as they could to have one with natural talent natural versus talent. one yeah, who was over. just a hard worker. But hard I'm pretty over. sure in real life, I think in real life, it was like age, age gap was like 21 and 15. So there's quite a quite a difference. And different. I feel like the Nishu character was like a real mentor to the to the younger one as well. Yeah. Um, so it probably wasn't like that. So they tried as much as they could to make good. it somewhat cinematic. Yeah, good. All right. Well, um, I think we're ready to wrap this one up with our final thoughts on a rating mm-hmm. out of five. Um, where are you going to go? Well, I mean, we talked about it. So, in summary, I, I sort of think that they were they were just including too much in this in this actual story. I, I think it's hard enough to focus on three important character arcs, let alone bringing in this family turmoil, these religious feuds, and obviously this real backstory about where they came from. And as a result, they just kind of touched on everything. And they left me wanting a little bit because I just felt like I never had the full context of where they were going with it. So the movie itself, ironically, is a bit too long um, as is. So if they had stripped it back initially, then we might have been onto something. They could have just completely pulled things out of it, had it a bit tighter, had it a bit more focused, and it would have been it would have been much more uh, much more engaging watch. So, but I'm still going to give it two and a half stars. Nice, good, yeah. I- I don't know. I had expectations that you were really going to enjoy this. So I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit, Did you? I don't know. Yeah. This conversation hasn't gone exactly where I thought it was going to go. I thought you were going to be <laughs> a big believer in this one. Um, Did you? Yeah, right. Yeah. I, um, I, I liked Mr. Saul. Uh, I was invested in the boy's journey. Um, even if the music and the dance didn't really do it for me. And this is a movie about dance. Um, and I think <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the story and seeing people succeed, um, you know, it gives you a little bit of happiness just to see a nice, nice story. So, um, even if it wasn't done the best way, so I'm giving it a two and a half as well. <laughs> two and a half. Two and you, half you were really, you were really thrown. You, you were yeah, like, I was I'll expecting say. to sort of have to like lift myself up to what MJ thought, and uh, hmm. as it turns out, we were very similar. Yeah, no, it's surprise of the day for me. So, um, I like it. We're on socials: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, social media question. We've sort of touched on this anyway. Why didn't they show Saul dance? Why didn't he have a dancing sequence? Obviously, because of the casting for me. <laughs> like, you've got to see But surely you, you do some work and do something or have some footage, like grainy footage that someone else dancing in the past or something. It's uh, true. Or well, on the flip side, you just uh, completely don't have the Diwali scene and make sure you don't see him don't dance see him. at all because that was a big giveaway. Uh, good. All right. Well, we're back next week. Next week, we've got another 2020 film. It's a teen rom... Well, it's not a rom-com. It's a romantic drama, sorry, called All the Bright Places. It's directed by Brett Haley, stars Al Fanning, Justin Smith, Alexandra Shipp, Hallie O'Hara, Lamar Johnson, Virginia Gardner, Felix Millard, Sophia Hasmick, Keegan Michael Key, and Luke Wilson. Oh, hello. So, it's hard okay. to get those names after. Big, it's pretty... I was going to say, really. you're saying a lot of names here. Yeah. You're obviously trying to get to the one get to the ones i wanted to um no but really you look at them like alexandra ship that name rings a bell um obviously Al Fanning, just Al Fanning and justice smith justice smith's the guy from detective picture i think i might be completely oh uh, yeah yeah you're right and he's yeah. in um jurassic world yeah and keegan michael key hell yeah i'm in i'm excited yeah sounds good so hang on you said it was the is it a teen romantic teen drama or just romantic, romantic drama? teen romantic drama teen romantic drama all right cool yeah yeah, so I'm on board. Let's uh, let's meet next week and do it. That's what we'll be doing. Doesn't sound like my type of film, but I'm excited. So. <laughs> Doesn't at all. Doesn't sound like yours at all. 
as always, been <laughs> been good fun. So thanks for jumping on board. No worries, mate. It's good to chat, and uh, and I'll do the same thing next week. Sounds good. See you then. <laughs>